Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sines, and this is episode 87. Hello and welcome, dearest doula community. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. She's a personal friend of mine and a birth doula currently serving clients in the Cape Cod and South Shore, Massachusetts area. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Brittany Rand. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. And, you know, I'm really excited to dive into today's topic where we're going to be learning all about cloth diapering. But before we do that, I give our listeners just a really brief overview and when I introduced you. So why don't you go ahead and take a minute to fill in any gaps I might have missed. Uh, Sure. So I live in the Cape Cod, Massachusetts area with my husband and our two-year-old. And I completed my training as a birth doula through Dona international in September of last year, and I'm now embarking on the journey of starting my business, uh, which is Candlelight Doula Support. Um, And in the meantime, I'm also continuing to pursue my certification. And I'm going to be attending my first birth in the next couple of weeks now. So I'm super excited about that. Um, And I'm also a cloth diapering mom with going on 22 months of experience under my belt. So I like to try to share that knowledge with my clients as well. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations on getting ready for your first birth. I know we've been talking about it um, quite often. And for those that don't know, Brittany and I are actually A-Tribe members, part of the Dearest Doula A-Tribe, which I can touch on a little later in the show. But we do have these weekly phone calls between us and two other birth workers. And so it's been building up the excitement and the anticipation for this first birth. And I'm just really excited to hear how it all goes. And I think it's going to be a great experience for you and, and the parents. So that's awesome. Um, Thank you. So, sure. So today's topic is just all about cloth diapering. Um, I feel like there's a ton of information out there, so much so that it can be really hard to shift through and quite overwhelming for interested parents. I feel like you've got to be really dedicated to sift through all of the different resources and information and misinformation when you are deciding to make that choice. And um, I initially reached out to Brittany a few weeks back just because, you know, as I've shared on the show, I am pregnant right now and cloth diapering has um, been an interest of mine. So again, I kind of went through that whole spiel of going to different blogs and watching a couple YouTube videos and I felt more lost than when, when I began. And so thankfully I had Brittany to reach out to and she really helped guide me down um, the path and and helped me learn uh, much more about cloth diapering and kind of just debunked it for me. So I, I'm. that's why we have her on the show today. And what I'd like to have you do is go ahead and just start us off with a little bit about the history of cloth diapering. diapering and, um, and you already kind of touched on your own diapering experience. If there's anything else you wanted to add to that, that'd be great. Sure. Um, yeah, so you're right. There, There is a lot to sift through out there. And um, especially if you're looking at all of the different blogs and everything like that that are online. Um, And the fact that there aren't a lot of cloth diaper, you know, brick and mortar stores Mm -hmm. um, locally in people's areas where people can go and see what they are like and all of that um, makes it a little bit difficult. So that's part of the reason why I want to provide um, consultation services to Mm -hmm. my clients and to anybody else who may be interested um, via Skype just to kind of, um, like I did with you, to kind of help prospective parents figure out 
um, modern cloth diapers because it can be a little bit confusing. So um, like you said, we will take you guys through um, some of the basic cloth diapers that are available today. But just like you said, uh, real briefly, a history of cloth diapers. So starting in the 1800s, most people were using cloth diapers. And probably even before that, people were using cloth diapers. And people have always kind of found a way to deal with their baby's elimination. So there's been tons of ways throughout human history. Uh, (laughs) But most recently in the 1800s, people came to use sort of little rectangles of cloth, and then they secured it around the baby with um, safety pins. And that's kind of the image that people have when they think of sort of the old-timey, their grandmother's or great-grandmother's cloth diapers. Um, And then during World War II, as more mothers started to enter the workforce, we saw the invention of the first disposable diaper. And so that was just basically some um, tissue paper, and it was kind of held together with plastic pants. So it wasn't the modern disposable diaper that we have today. And it quite honestly wasn't terribly effective. So we didn't see disposable diapers really start to hit the market and become popular until about the 60s. And so then between the 60s and the 80s, disposable diapers became more waterproof and less bulky and they were able to hold more. Um, And so by the 80s, by the late 80s, early 90s, the majority of families were using disposable. So that was kind of a quick changeover, just a couple of decades, changing over from cloth to disposables. And then it wasn't too um, long after that, that people started to have some concerns over the environmental impact of disposable diapers, since uh, they all go to landfills. And children can use, I think the average is about 6,000 diapers per child from birth to potty training. So if you think about the number of children that are born every year and the number of children that are in diapers and you just multiply all that up, it comes out to about 2% of landfills that are made out of disposable diapers. So that was starting to become a concern in the 90s and people started to push for a return to cloth diapers. So that idea sort of caught on by about 2000. And there were quite a few large cloth diaper manufacturers that were producing and selling cloth diapers at that time. And so in the last 15 or I guess 16 years now since then, there have been a lot of tweaks to cloth diapers made by various diaper companies as well as by uh, work-at-home moms or Mm -hmm. whams as they are affectionately (laughs) called on the internet. Um, So that has led to a wide variety of cloth options that we see today. Cool. So it sounds like we're about to um, kind of dive into what those what those varieties are and I guess the different benefits or key points that distinguish one from another. And um, I, I just want to say I think that was a really fascinating history. I never thought that uh, I'd learn about the history of diapering, but it was surprisingly interesting. And so it is, isn't it? Was, it? <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. And so thank you for, for sharing that with us. Um, we're all going to walk away just a little more knowledgeable about that. And, uh, and then hearing that it was about somewhere around 6,000 diapers per child over that lifetime, that is crazy to, I know. to fathom, um, you know, when you consider, like you just said, how many children are born every year and the impact that that has on our environment. So um, this episode really isn't to convince anybody that they should or should not use cloth diapering. This is just for people that are interested. And then again, for those birth workers, um, we don't expect you to be experts and we certainly wouldn't consider ourselves experts ourselves, but just so that when you do um, happen to come across a client who's interested, you do have this 
this knowledge base to work off of. And then again, I think exactly. Brittany's also going to share with us some great resources to learn more. So Definitely. I know that this is a really comprehensive topic and, um, and that we could probably spend over an hour like we did the other day talking about yeah. it. So <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, I guess just giving us a more general outline over the different basic types of diapers and maybe some of the pros and cons between them all. I think that'd be a great place to start. Sure. Um, so if you think about the components that make up a diaper, any diaper, you have the absorbent part, which is the part that holds everything in there, the waterproof part that keeps it from leaking out onto the baby's clothes and the carpet and whatever else, um, and then the closure, which is the part that secures around the baby's waist so that the diaper stays on the baby. Um, so all disposable diapers automatically check those three boxes. And there are also modern cloth diapers that also automatically check those three boxes. Um, but there are some that you would need to buy a certain of those parts separately. And there are some that come with all the parts but require a little bit of assembly. So just keep that in mind as we go through this list. Um, so we'll start off with the most basic type of cloth diaper. And those are called flats. And these are what you think of when you think of your grandma's cloth diapers. They're basically very large squares of fabric, sometimes even as big as, you know, a bed sheet or somewhere around there. And you would fold them down to the shape of a diaper in order to fit around your baby. Um, and if you were interested in uh, looking into those, there are plenty of YouTube videos and tutorials out there that teach you how to fold them. And they're usually made out of bird's eye cotton, and sometimes you'll see them made out of hemp as well. Pros for flats are that they are extremely uh, cheap or economical, as low as 100 or I'm sorry, 150, a dollar 50 per diaper, and they wash and dry quickly and easily because when you unfold them, it's just one thin layer of fabric. Mm. Um, and another pro is that you can use the same size diaper from birth to potty training uh, by using different folds to get it either bigger or smaller. And they are breathable if you um, let the baby wear it without a cover. Uh, and we'll talk about covers in just a few minutes as well. Cons are going to be that, obviously, they require you learning how to fold them. So that can be a bit of a learning curve. And they need a closure and a waterproof layer purchased separately. And they're not really a favorite with part-time caregivers. So if the baby is going to be going to daycare or being with grandma or something like that, if you're not using it all the time and you're not getting used to folding them, uh, it can be a little bit of a hassle. Mm. So that's flats, probably not the most popular option, but definitely an option for those who wanted to look into it. And again, definitely a, a very cheap option. So good if you're on a budget. Okay. The next step up from that is going to be pre-folds. And so these are similar to flats. The idea behind them is that they are pre-folded, like the name implies. So they're basically several layers of fabric that have been sewn together. Um, so this is a, a small rectangle of fabric, and you are going to also have to fold, still fold it around your baby, but it's going to be a lot less folding than a flat, okay. um, if that makes sense. And this is a little hard to explain without a visual, but, <laughs> but yeah, so you would fold that around the baby, um, and those are made of cotton or hemp, again, usually. And Can I so, ask you, um, sure. Brittany, are the pre-folded diaper shaped? I'm just trying to imagine, like you said, kind of folding it around the baby, or are they rectangular? Yes, they are yeah. rectangular. So, yeah, all, all pre-folds are rectangle-shaped, um, and flats can be 
rectangles or squares or uh, I've heard of people using t- old t-shirts for flats. So I mean, <laughs> flats are sort of more, there's more variety there, but prefolds sure. are generally a rectangle of fabric. Okay. Uh, and there's usually three layers of fabric on the sides and six layers or so in the middle um, where the baby would wet. So uh, if that makes sense. So a flat is just one layer of fabric. If you think of it like toilet paper, you can get one ply or two ply or three ply. Sure. Um, it's that same idea. So a flat would just be the one layer, whereas a prefold is several layers pre-sewn together okay. to create a prefolded effect. So pros for those are going to be, they are also uh, pretty cheap. Um, so you're looking at 2 to $5 per diaper. Uh, they wash and dry quickly and easily, and they're also breathable when they're worn without a cover. Cons are going to be, they are also going to require learning how to fold them, although, like I said, it's a little easier than a flat. And you do need to purchase a closure and a waterproof layer separately. And there's no one size option with prefolds. So you're going to need to buy bigger sizes as your baby grows. Hmm. And uh, again, not a favorite with part-time caregivers. Um, so that's prefolds. Oh, sorry, did you have a question? Yeah, I was going to ask. On the um, the flats and the prefolds, you mentioned in part of the cons, uh, one of the cons that they shared was that they both need a closure and waterproof wear separately. Do you have to, or is it a, a good idea to wear the, the waterproof wear? Or, I mean, is it necessary, would you say? Or do some people go without it? Um, I would say it's necessary if you're going to be taking the baby out of the house. Okay. So if you want to um, let the baby wear the, the diaper without a cover around the house and then just check them every so often, and I do this with my son sometimes, I'll just let him wear a prefold with just a snappy to keep it on him, mm-hmm. and then he just runs around with just his diaper on and has a grand old time. And then I just check the diaper, just, you know, feel on the outside every once in a while to make sure it's not wet. And then when it is, I change him right away. Cause it, you know, if you let it go without a waterproof cover, then it's going to wet the carpet and anything else that he's sitting on. Okay. So I that see. would be the only thing about, um, flats and prefolds and a couple of the other categories we're going to talk about is if you're taking the baby out, then they definitely need a cover. Okay. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, okay. So I hope that I hope that clears it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and so the next category is fitteds and contours. Um, okay. So these are pretty much the, they're pretty much synonyms. Um, and the idea is that they're prefolds that have been fitted or contoured into the shape of a diaper. Mm-hmm. So um, they have leg cutouts, whereas prefolds and flats do not. And so that means there's no folding. Um, They just go on the baby like a disposable diaper would. And uh, they usually have elastic at the back and at the legs to help contain the messes. Um, And they often come with a built-in closure, such as snaps or Velcro. And uh, just a quick note about Velcro. Sometimes you'll see that called Aplix or Hook and Loop. And that's just because Velcro is a brand name, like Kleenex. Oh, I see. So... uh, Diaper companies can't really say that their diapers use Velcro. They can say hook and loop or Aplix. So you'll see that sometimes. But it's all the same material. 
so some of those, some fitteds and contours do come with snaps or Velcro. Um, although some also have no built enclosure and would require you to still purchase a snappy or a diaper pin in order to secure it around the baby. And they usually come with an insert or two. And an insert is just a few layers of cloth that have been sewn together to create just an absorbent chunk of fabric. And um, inserts are sometimes called soakers as well. You might see that. And some of them are permanently sewn into the fitted or the contour diaper. And some of them can be removed. So some of them snap into the diaper shell. And that allows you to just add or take away absorbency as you need. And um, fitteds can be made from all kinds of natural and synthetic fibers. So as opposed to flats and prefolds, with flats and prefolds, you don't often see synthetic fibers. Um, now we're getting into a category that can be made with synthetic fibers. So if you are looking to stay away from synthetic fibers, you might want to just look at that if you're getting a fitted or a contour diaper. And um, just for curiosity's sake, why might somebody want to, is it that more of a, a moral uh, stance that they might have, or is there something in particular about synthetic fibers that maybe parents should be aware of or should take into consideration when they're making these purchase decisions? Um, well, some babies can be more sensitive to synthetic fibers than others. So if they have more sensitive skin, that might be a consideration. Um, some people are uh, very environmentally conscious and want to stay away from just products that have been man-made versus products that come to us from nature. Um, so I, those are, are really, I think, the two biggest mindsets when choosing a natural fabric over a synthetic fabric, although I'm sure... There may be other reasons out there as well, but those are okay. sort of the, the two that come to mind. Okay, great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, and so pros for fitteds or contours are going to be that there's no folding required, like we said. There, There's lots of absorbency there uh, because the whole diaper is absorbent as well as the insert. So that's good for nighttime um, when babies tend to wet a lot more, and it's also good for heavy wetters. There are sized or one size options available, and they are breathable when they're worn without a cover. Cons are that they can be on the expensive side, so you're looking at usually $25 to $40 per diaper, although I did see a few brands that were under $20 a diaper. Hmm. Um, and then the waterproof layer has to be purchased separately, and for some, the closure also has to be purchased separately, so if it doesn't come with snaps or Velcro already built in. So that's uh, fitteds and contours. The next step up is going to be hybrid fitteds, which is not to be confused with hybrids, which we'll get to later. <laughs> Awesome. Well, actually, Brittany, before we jump into that next type of diaper, let's go ahead and pause to get a quick word in from our sponsors. Gentlebirth is celebrating 10 years of innovation in childbirth education. The Gentlebirth Institute trains childbirth educators to provide evidence-based, interactive brain training for birth classes. Instructors provide parents with solid childbirth education, as well as mindfulness, cognitive behavioral therapy, hypnosis, and sports psychology. For more information on the Gentlebirth Institute's online interactive training, visit www.gentlebirth.com or download the app from the App Store or Google Play. And again, that website was gentlebirth.com. Okay, Brittany, so we are back. Why don't you go ahead and take it away with some great information on the hybrid fitted cloth diaper? 
So these are basically fitteds that have an additional layer of polyester fleece sewn into them, which makes them water resistant. Um, so basically they're not completely waterproof, but you'll get a little bit more time out of them before you have anything soaking through to the outside of the diaper. So pros of those are going to be, again, no folding, lots of absorbency again, so good for nighttime and heavy wetters, sized or one size options available, water resistant, although not waterproof, like we said, and your purchases would support work at home moms. And the products that you would find for hybrid fitteds are going to be often handmade and unique. And again, they're very breathable when worn without a cover. Cons are that they are, again, a little on the expensive side. So $28 to $40 a diaper is generally the range you're going to be looking at. The waterproof layer needs to be purchased separately if you want it to be completely waterproof as opposed to just water resistant. And for some, the closure must also be purchased separately. And then another con is that they can be hard to find since they are only work-at-home mom-made products. So that means you're not going to, the big name cloth diaper brands are not yet making them. I'm sure that they'll catch on eventually if enough people show interest in them. But for now, they are only work-at-home mom products. So you're going to find them on different sites where moms sell diapers like Hyena Cart would be one of them. And so that can just make them a little bit harder to find. So that's hybrid fitteds. And then just a quick note on diaper covers uh, before we move on. So all of the the categories that we've gone through so far are diapers that would need a cover in order to be fully waterproof. And diaper covers are typically made from synthetic materials like polyurethane laminate, or PUL, and thermoplastic urethane, or TPU, or from polyester fleece, or they're made from natural materials like wool. So if you're going to go with a wool cover, um, if you're wanting to stay away from synthetic materials, the the wool would only be waterproof after it, it goes through a process called lanolizing. And this, would, this is a process that would need to be done after every wash. So if that's something you're interested in looking into, you can definitely Google it and find more information about that. Um, I personally am not familiar with that. I've never used wool covers, but there are a lot of moms out there who swear by them. So if you're interested in totally staying away from synthetics, that might be an option for you. And covers of all types can be found in sized or one size options. So one size, just to quickly note on that, I've said that quite a few times already. One size is the idea that the diaper should fit from around the time of birth to around the time of potty training. So typically that's from eight to 10 pounds up to 35 pounds or so. And so the diaper has snaps that allows you to snap it down to a smaller size or open up the snaps to make it bigger. Uh, And then the other option would be a sized option which means that you would need to buy a new one as your baby grows. So you have a a size small, medium, large, that type of thing. Uh, Covers come in sized and one size options, and they usually have built-in closures or you can find them in pull-up versions. So that's going to go over top of the diaper like a pair of underwear uh, rather than wrapping around like a traditional diaper. And so all of these types of covers can be worn with any of the previously mentioned diapers. And now we'll move on to diapers that come with a built-in waterproof layer. So these are diapers that you wouldn't need to purchase a cover for. And the first category there is going to be pocket and sleeve diapers. 
this is the pro- probably the most widely used type of diaper. And it's the first category um, of cloth diaper, as I said, which offers a built-in waterproof layer. And it's also the first category that always has a built-in closure. The shell of the diaper, um, so that's the outside of the diaper, is made from the waterproof layer, usually um, PUL or TPU. And that is sewn together with a stay-dry fabric, such as micro-fleece, suede cloth, or minky. And the two of those, when they're sewn together, create a pocket. And the pocket opening is usually located at the back of the diaper, although some are located on the front. And a sleeve diaper has two openings, one at each end. So to create absorbency, the pocket or the sleeve needs to be stuffed with inserts. And these inserts can be made from a variety of natural and synthetic fabrics, the most common of which are microfiber, bamboo, and hemp. And just an aside, um, microfiber is the only fabric... I believe that's used with cloth diapers that cannot go directly against the baby's skin. Um, It's actually so absorbent that it will suck the natural oil right out of your baby's skin and it will over dry your baby's skin. So you're always going to want to have a layer of another fabric between the microfiber and your baby's skin. So when parents do choose to use those microfiber inserts, they're Mm -hmm. essentially using two inserts because they're using the microfiber and then like uh, covering it with perhaps cotton or bamboo or I don't really Um, understand. You can do it that way, but usually microfiber inserts are going to come with a pocket diaper. So what you would do is you would stuff them into the pocket and then the layer of fabric that makes up the pocket is going to protect the baby. Okay. But then in these pocket diapers, didn't you say one of those layers is, um, weren't they made of like a microfiber themselves too or um no it's made out of micro fleece that's oh micro fleece okay yes (laughs) all right sorry it's a little little complicated um (laughs) it's a complicated choice to make for sure okay but it can be done micro fleece is okay against baby skin but microfiber definitely not microfiber is not yes that makes more sense great thank you (laughs) no problem Um, Okay, so once you have stuffed the pocket, you're ready to put it on the baby. And after the diaper has been used, the soiled inserts are going to need to be removed from the pocket before washing in most cases. So the exception to that is going to be that with sleeve diapers, you can sometimes get away with leaving the inserts inside for washing since the washing machine, the agitation of the washing machine will agitate them out. But if you're just going with a traditional pocket diaper that only has one opening, you are going to need to remove those inserts before you wash them. Otherwise, they're not going to get completely clean. Okay. And the diaper shell, when you purchase it, it usually comes with either one or two inserts. Although you can also purchase shells and inserts separately. So if you feel like you need only one insert, maybe you can just buy a shell and one insert. Or if you need three inserts, you buy an extra, that sort of thing. So pros, do they give you two inserts because you might use two at one time or do uh, some they, people they do? They give you the idea usually, so usually pocket diapers, especially nowadays are going to be one sized, although you mm-hmm. can find sized options still as well, but one size is sort of becoming more popular. So with um, a newborn baby who isn't going to be you know, urinating quite as much as an older baby, you might only use the smaller of the two inserts. They're usually two different sizes. So they have the newborn insert, which is 
a little bit smaller. And then um, you can just use the bigger insert by itself when the baby gets older if that's enough. Or you can put the two inserts together if you feel like your baby is wetting so much that you really need that much absorbency. Okay. So pros for pockets and sleeves are going to be that they're low to moderately priced. So usually in the 10 to $25 per diaper range. The uh, pocket allows for customizable absorbency, so you can stuff as many inserts as will fit in there, um, or you can only use one if that's all you need. Uh, sized or one-sized options are available, like we said. Um, no folding. It goes on just like a disposable after the pocket is stuffed. And so that's a lot easier for part-time caregivers. Um, the built There's usually a built-in stay-dry layer, which we talked about makes up the inside portion of the pocket that's going to go against the baby's skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that type of fabric usually pulls the wetness into the diaper, which means it kind of acts like a wicking fabric. It wicks the moisture away from the baby's skin. And you also will not need to purchase a separate closure or waterproof layer since those both are already built into the diaper. And then cons are going to be that you do need to remove the soiled inserts before washing. So can imagine that that can be a little bit of a messy job at Mm -hmm. times (laughs) and um, once they're clean the inserts will need to be stuffed back into the pocket or the sleeve before you can use it so that is sometimes considered a con it's just sort of an extra step and they're also not as breathable as fitteds uh, pre-folds or flats would be if if those diapers were worn without a cover just because it has the built-in waterproof layer which is not meant to be breathable and most pocket and sleeve diapers do come with microfiber inserts like we said there are a few exceptions to that but most do come with microfiber which is a fabric that notoriously uh, eventually can hold in stink and stains and things like that and might require you to strip um, the microfiber inserts which is a washing process that we will not get into right now but if you need more information about it there is tons out there on the internet the next is going to be all in twos just and for, these... for just a second Brittany. sure I'm sorry I had a question um, so earlier when we were talking about all of the diapers that are usually used with a waterproof um a waterproof shell or I'm Mm -hmm. still like learning what the words are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A a common pro for a lot of those was that they wash and dry quickly. Now that you're getting into the pocket and sleeve diapers, do these take longer to wash and dry? So uh, just a, I guess a historical side note, when they first started making modern cloth diapers again, you know, after the whole disposables and all of that era. Mm -hmm. So probably in the early 2000s or maybe the late 90s, they um, were trying to make them as close to disposables as possible. So that meant that they tended to just sew the whole thing together. So it was a all-in-one diaper that was with the waterproof layer on the outside. And then all of the absorbency was just sewn in, entirely sewn in. Mm-hmm. And so the diapers would just take forever and ever to dry. Um, and another problem was that they sometimes didn't get washed all the way through because If you think about washing um, like a heavy winter coat or something like that, it was just so much fabric all sewn together that it was so hard to wash and dry. For the most part, um, manufacturers have caught on to that, and that problem has pretty much been eliminated. I'm sure you can still 
buy um, a all-in-one diaper that is fully has the absorbency fully sewn in like that. But for the most part, they don't make them that way anymore. So the pocket diaper was actually part of the solution to the problem that the original all-in-one kind of created in that because you can take the absorbency out and wash and dry it separately, um, it, it doesn't take as long as it would have to wash and dry, although it will take longer than a flat or a prefold. But when I say longer, I'm talking, you know, half an hour. It's not, it's not going to take days longer. It's going to take a little bit longer to, to dry, if that makes sense. Particularly if you are line drying or air drying in any way, they're going to take just a little bit longer to get dry than you, than your prefolds or your flat diapers would. Okay, cool. Thank you for clearing that up. No problem. Um, so moving on to all in twos, and these are the ones that are sometimes called hybrids. Um, I personally see all in two used a little bit more frequently, but just so that you don't confuse them with hybrid fitteds. So if you're just seeing the word hybrid by itself, it's usually referring to an all in two. Okay. Um, and the basic idea behind the all in two diaper is that it is a shell, usually with no pocket. Although, of course, I, it's it's the world of cloth diapers, so there, of course, has to be an exception to that. <laughs> sure. But the idea, the original idea was that it was a shell with no pocket that you could remove the inserts from and the inserts could be laid directly into the shell. So sometimes there's a way to secure the insert to the shell, either by snapping it in or by tucking it underneath flaps that are located at the front and the back of the diaper. And sometimes you can just buy the shell and the diaper just lays directly in, if that makes sense. Again, a little it's a little hard to explain over just audio. Um, sure. Visual is a lot easier, but, but that's the me, basic idea. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what's the difference between the all-in-two and um, earlier you mentioned... There was one that kind of sounded just like it, like a oh, an all-in-one fold. No, no, I think it was like a okay. So with a prefold, um, mm-hmm. it's I guess you could also kind of look at a prefold like an insert. Are they not too different? Or uh, yeah, actually, you could look at a prefold kind of like an insert. Um, so in if, fact, if, if you fold the prefold, if you try fold it, so mm-hmm. if you think about sort of folding the left side in and then folding the right side on top of that. So you've sort of folded it into threes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will fold their prefolds like that and stuff their pi- pocket diapers with it. So yes, you can definitely use prefolds as inserts as well. So I guess what I'm saying is it sounded like with a prefold, you have the prefold kind of uh, as the lining on the inside, and mm-hmm. then you get the waterproof um, cover. Yes. And, and then this sounds like, it, it kind of sounds like the same thing, I guess. So I'm it, kind of wondering it, how they're different. It kind of is the same thing, um, except that with an all-in-two, you're just using an insert, which is just, I guess if you can think about it like a disposable diaper mm-hmm. versus a disposable sanitary napkin so like a a menstrual pad that's just like literally the strip of I guess what would you call that fabric it's not really fabric but it's just the strip Mm -hmm. that you lay inside your underwear okay um versus a disposable diaper which would wrap all the way around 
Oh, I see. The waist. So a pre-fold is going to, once you fold it into the right shape, it's going to wrap all the way around the baby's waist. And the entire pre-fold is absorbent. So even up by the baby's hips Mm -hmm. can absorb um, urine. And so, and that, so we use pre-folds for my son at night. Mm -hmm. So often in the morning, he will, his whole entire diaper will be wet the entire prefold because the whole thing is absorbent. Now, if we just had him in an insert, it's going to be more like a menstrual pad. So it's Mm -hmm. just going to be, um, in the area between the legs. It's not going to be absorbent up around the hips or around the belly or anything. Okay. Does that make more sense? It makes sense. I'm just wondering why parents would choose it then if it's not as absorbent, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So an all in two, you probably wouldn't choose for nighttime use. Okay. But during the day, the, the big pro with an all in two is that if the diaper has only, is only wet. So if it, it doesn't have poop at all, it's just urine. Um, you can actually remove the wet inserts and just wipe out the shell and then reuse the shell. So that's going to make it um, a more economical option because you don't need to buy as many shells as you would. um, Like if you were going to do full-time prefolds, then you would need to buy all the prefolds and you would need to buy a shell for each prefold because Mm -hmm. every time you would need to change it, if that makes sense. Right. Since the whole thing is getting wet. But with this, it's just one little area getting wet and you just wipe out the shell and put a fresh insert in. So some people just, and, and plus the folding option or the lack of folding rather with a prefold, you're going to have to learn how to fold it and you're going to have to use the snappy or the diaper pin and secure it to your baby. And, um, with a wiggly baby, that can be a lot more difficult as opposed to just having your insert already snapped into your shell and you just take the diaper and secure it to the baby like a disposable. Okay. So it's just kind of, it's. It's sort of, I guess that's why it's called a hybrid because it's kind of a mixture. It's sort of trying to take the best of both worlds, if that makes sense. Right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, so I guess we'll just dive right into pros and cons for the all-in-twos. They are moderately priced, so you're looking at about 15 to $22 per shell. But again, you're not going to have to buy as many shells. So most uh, manufacturers recommend three to four shells per dozen diapers okay so instead of getting a dozen diapers and a dozen shells you're getting three or four shells with your one dozen diapers mm-hmm. and the inserts are going to be about seven to twelve dollars per insert and also with the all-in-twos you have the option of buying a disposable insert with some of them so i know for example uh, just to name a brand flip diapers is a brand of all-in-twos and they have disposable inserts that you can buy. And they are about 50 cents each when you do the math. And um, that can be nice for travel or for part-time caregivers. Um, you can just basically throw the insert away like you would a disposable diaper. So so that's pricing on those. Um, like we said, the shell can be reused for multiple wet diapers. And uh, it's got the option of customizable absorbency again. 
It can be used with disposable inserts, which is a good option for some people. And it comes in sized or one size options. And it goes on like a disposable once it's been assembled. The assembly part is usually a bit easier than a pocket diaper. You're not having to stuff the inserts all the way into a pocket diaper. Usually you're just snapping them in or maybe tucking them under under a flap. Um, they're easier for part-time caregivers to use. And inserts can usually be purchased either with or without the stay dry fabric sewn on. So these inserts are not going to be microfiber unless they have a stay dry fabric sewn onto the top. So if that's the case, then you would just want to make sure that the stay dry fabric is the fabric that is going to be touching your baby's skin, that you don't accidentally lay it in upside down one day or something like that. And there's no need to purchase a separate closure or waterproof layer with those since the shells will come with those already. Cons are going to be, again, assembly is required before use. And um, if the shell doesn't offer a snap-in option, so if it's got those flaps and you're supposed to just tuck it under the flaps, sometimes the insert can fall out of place. And so that can happen if the baby's just moving around while he's wearing the diaper or if you're trying to get it on, this has happened to me before, I'm trying to get it on my toddler who doesn't want to be on the changing table, who's trying to get away from me, and I'm trying to hold him while putting the diaper on and the insert pops right out of the flap, and then I have to kind of start all over. So that can be a con, um, but that's not going to happen if you buy the shell with the snap in. So it would just snap into the shell so it doesn't move around like that. And again, not as breathable as a, a fitted, a pre-fold, or a flat is going to be. And then the inserts and shells are often sold separately, which can, I, I guess, can be a pro, um, but can also be a con if you're just looking for something sort of quick and easy when you're shopping. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the all-in-one. Um, so we already talked a little bit about historically the idea behind the all-in-one was to make it as close to a... Um, disposable diaper as possible by just sewing everything in and and having it be all in one, as the name Mm -hmm. implies. Um, Usually these days, though, the absorbent material is going to be only partially sewn in. And so it will just sort of be sewn in at one side and it will kind of be able to flap around in the washer and dryer. So you're going to be able to wash it and dry it a little quicker than you would have if you were buying an all-in-one 10 years ago. And so pros for all-in-ones are going to be no folding or assembly required. Um, You just basically make sure that the inserts are where they need to be. Um, And again, they are usually sewn in on one side, so you're not going to be losing them in the wash or anything like that. Some offer customizable absorbency, and there are sized or one-sized options available, and they go on like a disposable. And this is probably the easiest option for part-time caregivers and for parents, if we're being honest. There's not really a lot of a learning curve here. And there's no need to purchase a separate closure or waterproof layer. Cons are going to be that it is it is one of the more expensive options. It's in the $20 to $27 per diaper range. A slightly longer drying time, especially around that area where the insert is sewn in. Um, but again, not it's not going to take forever and ever like it used to with an all-in-one. And they are not as breathable as fitted pre-folds or flats. And residue might build up in those diapers if you do happen to get a diaper where the absorbency is fully sewn in. Although, again, with the the partially sewn in absorbency, that's not as much of a problem now. 
So those are the main categories of diapers that are available. And um, I, I know, again, it's a, a little confusing on audio, but <laughs> there are a lot of um, video resources out there and the internet is a great place to learn about all your different options. And if you have a, a local brick and mortar cloth diaper store near you, you can also um, take a look in there and check out some of the different options so that you can really get your hands on them and see everything that I'm talking about. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Brittany. You've laid out so much great information on cloth diapers. You know, we got to talk about the history and then you differentiating between all of the different types and the pros and cons. I love that we got to hit on that. And I know that we still have so much more that we want to share with our listeners, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up our episode for today. And we're going to make this a two-part episode. So dearest Dula community, be sure to tune in to our next episode. We are going to have a part two on cloth diapers, where we're going to get just a little deeper into our topic. We're going to talk about some major do's and don'ts. And um, and then Brittany's also going to lay out some awesome resources where we can look into for more education and for great deals on cloth diapers too. The Dearest Doula community will be able to find uh, links on the best way to connect with you and on some of the resources or all of the resources that you mentioned in today's episode by going to dearestdoula.com, clicking that podcast button and typing in cloth diapers or just searching for this episode show notes page in the archive. I'm so excited to get this material out to our listeners and to reconnect and to further our education on this topic in our next episode. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thanks to you. We are now all one step closer to being connected, educated, and empowered. Take care. <laughs>